devil a tag team We keep a black and blue theme But gotta be Shawn Michaels too with Mario Gennetti Two meeting secrets like Hetty But keeps me in the mix like spaghetti Speed through life, Mario and Dreddy Fast but steady, I walk the danger zone Folks want to dead me I knew it wasn't my hood But it was no other way to get home I did want you what is up, everybody? Welcome to the show. I see things a little differently. This is your Monday show. I am the Slow Chemical, and um, just finished recording our Wednesday show. Looking forward to that. I've actually changed it up. It is now the in, in anticipation of the Flash film, as we will be one day away from that, and then we will keep we're, we're going to keep pushing these episodes back of the, for the recruit and other stuff until um, this this movie's over. Because this movie, uh, we're going to review the Flash and have that for the next Wednesday show. But uh, I just want to give that heads up before you guys check it out. I know some people have been waiting for my review of The Recruit. Actually, a few people hit me up on Instagram and say, hey, you should probably watch it. I, I'm not saying it's the best thing, but it's all right, blah, blah, blah. So I have watched it, and uh, it's recorded. It's just We're going to get these two weeks over with, and then we'll probably hit that. Um, I know the first five minutes of Secret Invasion is out. I have not seen it yet. Um I'm probably just gonna wait because that's what that's like June 21st. I'll just wait to see the entire episode. You know, it's only six episodes, so what I'm thinking is I might just do that weekly, episode by episode by episode. Instead of all at once, I, I, I think you guys prefer that method because you guys like where I get like more intricate in the episodes instead of like just them as a whole. So if anything changes, I'll let you guys know. Because I thought at the time The Boys was coming out, but actually it's not. The Boys, I don't think it's coming out until like later this year. Usually it's been the summertime, but no, I, 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 I know Jack Ryan's going on Amazon Prime, but I don't think they're going to drop two series to clash with each other on their own site. So uh, we'll figure it out. But I think as of right now, it's episode by episode. But if anything changes, I'll let you guys know. Uh, let's get into this. Some news and notes here. WWE asked Sergeant Slar to do some vignettes with Lacey Evans to help her with her new gimmick. He did turn them down. There was some things on social media <laughs> from her, his daughter who did not appreciate her um, Lacey Evans gimmick. Look here. I get there's a mold that WWE used to have. And I'm saying this as nicely as I possibly can. Lacey Evans is not the gorgeous blonde that the other women were that they had. Like, I never found Sable attractive. I actually, actually, I never found Sable or something attractive. But I, I got, I understood, I got it. Um, but they were much better looking than her. Um, and when I say that, I say that as far as just like, at that time, that was the fantasy. I don't think the blonde bombshell is the fantasy anymore. You know, like, especially when with more and more people coming out with their fetishes and the kind of women they like, like, it's different. Things have changed. But on top of that, I, I remember I just heard an interview with Austin Theory where he said John Cena told him he doesn't believe anything that he says, which is him trying to motivate Austin Theory. And I agree with that take from John Cena. I, I feel the same way about Lacey Evans. I just don't believe her. I just don't believe her at all. So, I thought this was hilarious, actually. So, I'm not mad that this happened. But, um, it's just, she's just not going to work. And I would be surprised if she... It, you know what? There's supposedly supposed to be some budget cuts coming. Air quotes, no air quotes. Excuse me, no air quotes. Um, J- J- July 1st. I wouldn't be surprised if she's one of them. Not hoping she loses her job, because I don't think anyone should lose her job. I just don't see it. She's had, She's been repackaged more times than... I think than anyone in since her run started. She's been pushed as a number one contender. People just don't care about her. No one's invested. Even if you hate Baron Corbin, you hate you're invested in hating him. There's a difference. No one even wants to hate this woman. They just want her off the screen and not in her not around. Just saying. 
on the May 10th edition of Dynamite, and Andrade has disagreed with this event. He said this is a complete lie, but I thought this was interesting. Supposedly, uh, Andrade was actually coming to help get you know collision vignettes done, or like the the the, the commercial you see where Miro's dropping in and Thunder Rose is on there, or whatever. That's supposed to be for the people who are going to be on collision. And supposedly, Miro, uh, Andrade was asked to come in. He, he declined to do it. Instead, he just did something else. He is he said that as a complete lie. That's not false. That's, that's false and everything. Look here. I get Andrade wants to be with his wife. Vincent Man's back under control. So what more does he want? To go to, he literally can work with any company he, he chooses to now, as long as it doesn't interfere with his um, AEW dates. He goes with WWE, he's going to be complaining too. Just saying. This guy... He's a great talent, great wrestler, but he definitely needs a manager for this country because he can't speak English. And I don't give a shit, but if you're cutting promos, which is a big part of you know, American wrestling, you need to speak fucking English. So even if it's not true, it's just, um, it's just the amount of trouble this guy is worth. But once again, Tony Khan doesn't release talents. He lets your contract run out. He doesn't release you. He doesn't fire you. So good luck with this one. Very much good luck. Ted DiBiase, I just thought this was interesting, that's why I'm putting this in here. Ted DiBiase said that the original million dollar championship was worth 40 G's. I'm like, that's it? I, that belt was so gorgeous. I don't know where it is now. I'm sure WWE collectors, that show, whatever it is, I'm sure it's offer somebody $2,500 for it. But I was like, and I say 40 G's, only, only, I say it unimpressively because I thought it was like worth like closer to 500000 I thought it was a lot more money, honestly. It's one of the most gorgeous belts ever created. I just think it is. Camille marked her two years as NWA World Champion this past week. Congratulations to Camille. She has held that title with a lot of grace and 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 been through a lot because she was the first one in the stable with Nick Aldis. He's gone now. He's an impact. And for her to have that title for two years, she's defended it against everybody. I wish she had a bigger stage, but I think right now she's I think she's gonna be a Jordan Grace. Where she'll eventually get like move on when she's ready. But she I think she likes having the freedom she has right now. Dark Side of the Ring. I did watch both episodes. Uh this one was based off of the first one we're gonna do them separately. First one I, I saw was a Tammy and Chris review. Uh, Tammy and Chris, I'm saying my notes, but to review it. Um, I thought it was heartbreaking. I know a lot about Chris Candy Candido. He was around in my in my favorite years, which was in, my favorite years was ninety six and going into ninety seven. I'll say both years my favorite years, and I remember him being a Bonnie Donis, and that was a terrible gimmick. They didn't win the tag team championships, but I remember I f- more fondly remember him in ECW, because that's when you got to see the real him, and his finishing move was brutal. It was called a blonde bombshell. It was a power bomb from the top rope, which looked like it fucking hurt. Um, but this was very heartbreaking considering that. Uh, did not know this, but Tammy Stitch was for as, as natural as she was uh, to the wrestling business. She actually didn't want to be in it. She was actually going to be a nurse, and um, she was just at a wrestling show that Chris was at. And he introduced himself, and when they were when they were hired by Jim Cornette, Jim Cornette couldn't um, he could not in good conscience say, "Hey, um, it makes sense for you guys to move down here." And only one of you works because, you know, you're moving from Jersey to Tennessee. So he said, I'll put Tammy on, Sonny, as a manager. And I'll pay you both. That way it's worth your while. And little did he know what he was starting. (laughs) 
And um, at the time, neither one of them had drinks or drugs or anything. They were both sober as fuck. And um, Tammy got over way more than Chris did because she had charisma. Not saying Chris didn't. Chris was laced with a terrible gimmick, but no. Sonny at one point in time was the most downloaded human being on AOL, which if you don't know what that is, Google it. But that was a thing where it was the internet that took you forever and they would make this horrible noise. And like, think about this. Think about now how you can pull up a picture, right? Unless you have shitty internet. Imagine pulling up a picture, it takes 10 minutes to, for it to download. That is a long fucking time. So, essentially, this was a, a heartbreaking story because Chris caught an injury and he was relying on somas and he got really bound drugs and pills and showed a she. And it got worse when they were in ECW. And then as time, time went by, um, Chris decided to get sober. He did. And that's when he ended up in Impact. And um, he broke his ankle in a steel cage match trying to avoid a cameraman. Bumping on a cameraman. And so they tell you after you have surgery, do not fly. Because you can get blood clots. And so he decided to fly. And that's how he caught a blood clot. By the time he got off the plane, the blood guy hit his heart, and it was too late. He was, you know, gone. Uh, Dave got into the whole Tammy and uh, Shawn Michaels thing, and there was always, like, he, he uh, everyone says, and they've been very nice to Chris because they care. Here's how much they care about Chris Candido. Jim Cornette was crying on this thing. That's how much of an impact he left uh, on on people. And um, Chris's brother was actually one of the talking heads for this episode. And... They, everyone's very nice when they say that he. they don't think he knew. Everyone knows he knew. Um, they just won't say it because it's just... Shawn Michaels, and, Shawn Michaels and Paul Heyman were not putting the best of light here. And I don't think Shawn Michaels has ever denied this. I think Shawn Michaels has always said, hey, this is who I was. I don't, I don't think he's ever, like, I tried hiding from it or anything. Um, and I don't... I'm not going to say he doesn't care. I just don't think he... I think he knows he can't change anything, Shawn Michaels. Anyways, um, this, most like most episodes of Dark Side of the Ring, they're usually heartbreaking. This was more heartbreaking because you've seen it with the, the, the path that Tammy has been on now, killing somebody because she was drunk behind the wheel. She's in jail. And you see how much she was in love with her. Couldn't let her go. And apparently she, she said, I remember, I remember that she was on a, uh, I did air quotes again. She was on a shoot interview with Sean Oliver and she claims when she sat, when she was with Shawn Michaels, her and Chris were broken up. No one seems to corroborate that part of it. Everyone has always said that she was never broken up with him. And there's also rumors of how, and I think Nash said this, and Sean would never admit this, but when Sean was a top guy, like, Vince would let Sean and Sonny, you know, fuck in his office. Um, and, when, and before Sable, Sonny was the number one lady. She was the, essentially, she was the first diva. I would never claim Miss Elizabeth is the first diva. I would say she was the first valet in WWE, Sonny was the first diva, though, you know, and so, um, look here, if you're not into Dark Side of the Ring, I get it, as the thing says, it's Dark Side, you know, if you are, I think you would like this episode, and I think it can really shed light on Chris Candido, more so, because most people know who Sonny is, I mean, I don't think many people know who Chris Candido is, which is a shame, because he's pretty fucking good. We'll get to the second one later on. We're gonna get we're gonna hit some more news right now. Um, MLW and WWE's lawsuit is delayed again uh, to later this year. WrestleTix reports that another thousand tickets have sold since CM Punk's return was announced, but I mean, 
they 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 they're for these collision tapings they've been pretty cold. Like they're not those, these tickets aren't selling well. But here's the thing: the show's on a fucking Saturday. People have other things they want to do, and the reality is, wrestling is on. I think every day of the week now. That's a lot of. Think about this: wrestling just used to be on Mondays, Sundays, twice a month. It's on Mondays, Tuesdays, Wednesdays, Thursdays, Fridays, Saturdays, fucking Sundays for pay-per-views now. That's a lot. So, me, that, that's a lot. So, I'm not surprised their tickets aren't selling well. Hopefully, this show does well. Look here, this was not a Tony Khan idea. This was, deb- this was a WB idea. They wanted more wrestling. They're getting it. So, hopefully, they put everything behind it in order to make it a success. You know, and they need CM Punk for that. So we'll see what these storylines come up. We know the main event, the main event for the first ever collision will be FTR and CM Punk in a six-man tag match versus Samoa Joe and Bullet Club Gold, which is Jay White and Juice Robinson. So that should be a hell of a match. I'm assuming CM Punk and FTR get the win, um, but we'll see. Cody and Brock will happen at SummerSlam with a stipulation that has not been seen in a while. Um, people were speculating a bull rope match. Um... We uh, technically we have not seen a bull rope match in a long time, but we did see Cody Rhodes pull out bull rope last year in the Hell in a Cell match. So I don't know if that's what they're talking about, but I'm interested to see what the stipulation is. I'm assuming a bull rope match so that way Brock doesn't get pinned. You know, uh, just touching the four corners. We'll see though. Raw, Zoe Starks and Becky Lynch qualify for Money in the Bank. Gunther, who has now had a year as an Intercontinental Champion, defeated Kevin Owens in a great match. Seth Rollins defeated Damian Priest for his world cha- uh, to defend his world championship. Priest asked Bella, what was he doing here? And it was in the middle of the match, and Bella confronted, Baylor confronted Rollins afterwards. Uh, it looks like there's some dissension in the ranks of uh, Judgment Day. That should be interesting, where they go with that. I, I, I was hoping they wouldn't break him up so soon, but you know what? Might be time. I don't know. Baylor was the, one to, the first one to pull the trigger on kicking Edge out, so we'll see what they do with uh, Baylor. Priest, Damian Priest, is getting praised heavily. He is seen as a top-level talent, and honestly, when, even when he was punched with Martinez and uh, ROH, I always liked him. I think this guy could be a world heavyweight champion. I do. I still believe he can be. Remember, this guy was un- uh, he was undefeated on the main roster for many, many months. Won the U.S. championship and everything. The first person to pin him? Fun fact there. Cody and Dominic get into it. And there's some nice barbs sit back and forth. So, uh, when we get in a match between those two, maybe. Vince McMahon was reportedly backstage at Raw. There was no, there was no more hectic than usual. It was just he was backstage. And I guess he's going to be taking more of that role, which we kind of already knew anyway. More news and notes. Let's hit the Magnum TA Dark Side of the Ring one. This one was, is the greatest what if in wrestling history. This guy had it all. The Tom Selleck look. You don't know what Tom Selleck is. Google it. Um, charisma. Everything. This guy was going to be the NWA World's Heavyweight Champion. He had feuds with the Horsemen. Like Ric Flair was going to drop the title to him for sure. And he ended up getting into a terrible motorcycle accident. And they said he would never live again. They said, excuse me, they said he would like barely be able to live. Then they said, oh, he won't be able to walk. He has defied all those odds. He's still alive to this day. And he's still kicking and pulling to this day. And he's one of the greatest life comeback stories of all time. Uh, Magnum TA, for, you guys, for those of you guys who don't know, he was with Jim Crockett Promotions. Excuse me, Jim Crockett Promotions. 
And he was hot, man. I remember seeing his his feud with Telly Blanchard. It that was a blood feud, my friends. That was a fantastic feud. This guy, he he was a total package. Like this guy, he could have. I'm not saying he would have been Hulkamania level, but he could have been the type of face that. Because remember, you gotta remember, NWA Jim Crocker Promotions mainly kept their titles on heels a lot of times. As to where the Northeast promotions kept him on baby faces. Well, this guy could have changed that. This guy, Magnum TA, could have been the one that held that world championship for many, many years. Not off and on either. Because you, you remember, for, for all of the booking Dusty did, I think Dusty's a former three time world champion. He didn't hold those titles very long. Ric Flair had the most time with those titles. That title, that, especially that big old one. But I think it's just a good story about his history and for his. This one wasn't. This wasn't. This wasn't really too dark, honestly. Yeah, he had an affair and he, he divorced his wife, and now he they ended up getting married to uh, Tully Blanchard's ex-wife because uh, they were both going to do divorces at the time, and they ended up connecting. Um, and uh, I do know Tessa Blanchard has credited T- Matt MCA for helping her in the wrestling business as well as her father Tully. Um, but hold on one second. Remember a few weeks ago, guys, my recorder was acting up? Okay. It's, it's working. It's working properly. It's making sure. I've recorded several times with it. Just, just a little paranoia in me. But um, it, it's it's a great, it's a, one of the greatest what-if stories, but it's just a great feel story in the end. This guy, yeah, he he, he, he needs a, I can't remember, I don't know what they call it. It's not a walker. It's when you have wheels on. I guess it's a form of a walker or whatever. But um, yeah, but he, he still has some hardships, sure, you know? But um, he's still going, and he's a great story to, just to never give up. And for as great as his feud with Tully Blanchard was, um, his feud with Nikita was great too. And um, that I think was the one that put him on the map the most. Um, but yeah, I, I would recommend this episode too. If like I said, if you're into only the darker stuff, this won't be the one. You need to wait till Fourth of July when Marjanae's episode comes out. That will be fucking dark. Holy shit. That's what I'm looking least forward to. That's when it's going to scare me the fucking most. I promise you it will. But I don't really have much to say about this episode because I feel like it's just a great story to go see for just inspiration. You know, this, this guy could stop fighting. And he said, no, I'm fighting. You know, I'm going I'm to I'm, I'm fight for, them, for my life. Not for a job. Not for you. Not for me. For life. I recommend it, personally. Stokely Hathaway and Jerry Lynn are now the matchmakers for ROH. Reportedly, Brian Danielson has a lot of creative input into AEW product right now. Apparently, him and Tony Khan are really close, and they toss ideas around. and um, That makes sense, because Brian was a part of the creative of WWE. He booked his own exit interview, <laughs> you know, uh, to be choked up by Roman Reigns. Um, so that makes all the sense in the world. Um it's one of those things where you could tell Brian's going to be one of those people that even when he retires, he's going to be in the creative aspect somewhere. Period. Bottom line. And I thought about this. Someone asked me the other day, is John Cena the last person left that they can induct in the Hall of Fame and it's going to sell out? Absolutely not. Jericho will go into WWE Hall of Fame. He will accept it. As much as he says he's not, says, says, says he's not going back, he will accept it. He, he will sell out. Brian Danielson will sell out. The fucking Rock is not in the Hall of Fame in any any category and he's gonna go in twice will he show up for the nation domination one probably not but he he will be a sellout 
John Cena will be a sellout. I don't think Triple H will ever put himself in as a solo. Someone else will have to do that. Um, but he will be a sellout too if, he, if, he, if that's what it had to come to. Now, are they, are our major names? They probably have as many as they did before. Moxley, Reigns, Rollins. These people's careers are far from done. So let, let's hold off while we have the next generation still in their fucking prime. Let's hold off. NXT. Braun Breaker has challenged Seth Rollins to come to NXT and defend his World Heavyweight Championship. Did not see that one coming. Baron Corman defeated Trick Williams. Thea Hale wins the Battle Royal to become a number one contender for the Women's Championship. I believe she's the youngest number one contender in WWE history, so congratulations to her. Corbin will face off with Dragunov next week. Let me tell you something. I know they're pushing Corbin. I understand he's getting the next title shot against uh, Carmelo Hayes. He better not pin fucking Dragunov. That will make me lose my shit. Dynamite. Orange Cassie defeated Swerve. Um, afterwards, Sting and Darby Allen had to make the save. This is a great match. Let me tell you something. These, these, I see what they're doing. They're opening hot, and they're hoping to end hot. They're hoping to get those buns nice and hot for the meat in the middle. That sounded completely fucking nasty, and I was not meaning that. Bad analogy. I apologize for that visual. I truly do. I'm sorry. But this was a fantastic match. And I remember people asked me last week, like, why do you think Swerve's going to lose? I said, I just don't... I don't know who's going to be Orange Cassidy, but they're telling a story here with how he is doing what he has to do to survive to keep that championship. And he's making that championship mean something. By far, he's the longest reigning uh, Aaron, uh, champion there is, uh, but there's only two of them, <laughs> him and Pac. Um, so, but he's been, look, he's been having kick-ass matches, so I can't be mad about it. But I still think Swerve looks good with gold, so that's just me. Black Bull Combat Club defeated the best friends. Will Ospreay. Kenny Omega, Brian Danielson, and Okada are the only two matches currently official fucking Forbidden Door, and that is going to be, first of all, last year's pay-per-view, as injury-riddled as it was, was still the best pay-per-view of the year. That's saying a lot. Just with these two matches alone, the bar is being set high that we need to watch out for, people, because this could be a very disappointing pay-per-view. And I will say this. They need to keep Brian Danielson and Will Ospreay from around the ring until those matches happen for their own sake. We need to see these fucking matches. These matches right there, these are what you have um, dream match doing air quotes again sayings for. We're getting it, people. Brian versus Okada, I cannot wait for that fucking match. It also looks like we're getting an MJF Adam Cole segment and they had a hell of a promo battle. I know people were saying that MJF... uh, did to Adam Cole, Adam Cole did to Killer Cross or Carrying Cross, whatever you want to call him. I thought it was pretty even, you know. I'm surprised they're going into this match so 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 quick. But then again, we still have a few months to to get before uh, All In, All Out. No, All Out. So maybe they're setting up for All Out. Um, but I don't know. I, I think it'll be too quick to go in for Vendora. I would assume MJF will be facing someone from New Japan. I would assume. That's just me. But we'll see. Hook and Jungle Boy defeat Angelico and Angels. Takeshita defeated Jobber. Chris Statlander defeated Anna Jay to defend her TBS championship. Ricky Starks lost to Jay White after the gun club laid out Ricky Starks. What does this mean? I don't know. I know everyone hated this ending. Um, I just... Here's my thing. Are we just going to keep throwing the guns in our factions? They were in the firm. They won the tag team championships. I think they're the only one in the firm to win championships. That they're when to do what they were gonna do. 
And are they in Blood Cup Gold? I hope. I hope not. I don't know. But I just. I think that's. I think that's why I felt so flat. Like people. People are indifferent towards the guns. Rampage. Sky Blue is your new number one contender for the women's championship. She will get that title match this Wednesday against Tony Storm. Good for her. And then some more news. Penta and uh, Penta. Kenta and Punk is being discussed for Forbidden Door. Look here. Can we get this match over with? I know Kenta said, give me the bag, Tony Khan. You're not going to need a bag, Kenta. You've been begging for this match for fucking years. Literally years you've been begging for this fucking match. Take the match and leave us all alone. We get it. GTS versus GTS. Um, but it should be. Look here. I don't think it's a dream match, personally, not for me. But I think it's a match that'll be good, for sure. But apparently that match has been, I mean, well, look here. Punk's not even on television. I think by the time he gets on television, it's going to be two weeks before the pay-per-view. We're going to need to know his match pretty fucking fast. So, we'll go from there. Devil or Nothing had around 140,000 buys. It's around what they had last year, so consistent there. SmackDown. Jey Uso pledges allegiance to no one after losing his U.S. Championship match to uh, Austin Theory. But Roman Reigns will return next week to change that. Supposedly. Charlotte Flair returns and gets a title match and says that there is no line. She is the line. And uh, Bianca Belair has uh, chimed in on that. And at this point, it's trolling. You guys fall into this every time. At this point, everyone knows. She goes on vacation. She sees the world. She comes back, gets a title match, and she leaves. You guys going on the internet and tweeting your displeasure and Instagramming your displeasure, you're only doing whatever you want. It's, they're trolling you. They're, they're, <coughs> excuse me. They are trolling you guys at this point. Stop falling for this. It's just, just stop falling for this. Also, the Women's Tag Team Championships to be unified. Ronda Rousey, Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler will defend the, the, the main uh, roster championships versus the NXT championships against Isla Dawn and Alba Fire. And that will be an uh, easy win for... They're newly crowned tag team champions, so that, they will unify the title. So, well, good for them. I'm still unifying belts. I don't know why we're doing it, but whatever the fuck. Uh, Bailey is in Money in the Bank. Butch is in Money in the Bank. That is a surprise to me to see Butch in there. But I'm glad they're doing things with Butch. Um, I wish I'd give him his name back, Pete Dunn, but what's well, another story? Street Profits, Pretty Deadly, LWO, Good Brothers, and the Brawling Brutes will battle for a number one contender match. So that should be a fun match there, I think. I'm, I, think the, I think the LWO is going to actually win, though, honestly. I really do think that. And we'll end off with this. Some, some more news and notes. Alex Shelley is your new Impact World's Heavyweight Champion. I think this is his first run with the title. I know I know his tag team partners had the title before, but I think this is his, his first run with the title. NBC cancels Young Rock after three seasons. Never seen a second of it. The blocks for the G1 Climax are out. Here's how they go. Block A, Sonata, Owens, Hikoleo, Narita, Imuna, Yuta, Gabe, and Kayoto. Block B, this is the killer's block. There usually is one every year. This is this this is the one. Okada, Hashi, Tashi, Kinta, Okan, Osprey, Loa, and Phantasmo. C, David Finley, Ishii, Hanam, Eddie Kingston, and Nichols. And Block D is Tanahashi, Naito, Goto, Zack Sabre Jr., Yano, Oak, um, Cobb, Haste, and Coughlin. Um, I have no clue who's going to... I'm assuming... That's just me. I'm assuming they put Okada and 
Osprey in the same block on purpose. So this way it makes it look like these not look like these two are gonna have to go through each other just to get out of this block. And that way you won't have the same finals you had last year. Last year the finals you had was Okada and Osprey. There's no chance of that happening now with them being on the same block. So I see Osprey having to, I see Osprey going on a summer run. The the summer of Osprey. I think he's gonna defeat Omega to get that US championship back at Forbidden Door. I think he's gonna win the G1. He's gonna go through Okada and block uh, and block B to do that. So, or he might even have, to, or he might not even have to get through him by himself. Remember, this is round robin, so one person can't eliminate you. It takes a number of people defeating you. You know, so that's a murderer's row uh, on that block, though. Jesus Christ! Finally, WWE is supposedly making. Oh, I already talked about that. Let's get. Out. I don't want to talk about that no more. It's depressing. WWE has already set an all-time gate in 60 cities this year across the world the last six months so business is booming good for them so i will talk to you guys on wednesday as that show's already recorded and we're uploading them as we did during this one um like i said hope you guys enjoy the week um hope it's a great week hope it's the best week of your life i am so chemical this is the monday show i'll talk to you guys wednesday we are